Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a podcast where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Today, I'm your host. My name is Michael Diario, and I am very excited to invite Justin Oberste on the podcast to talk about mirroring identity and sense of self. Hi, Justin. Hi. Did I say your last name right? I forgot to ask you. You did. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right. So guys, Justin and I decided to do this episode today because we both know how important our environment is in developing our own sense of self and our own identity. And when I say environment, what we're talking about is things like the people we spend the most amount of time with, uh, where we get our news from, the social media accounts that we follow, uh, anything that influences uh, our identity in the world around us. And so when when we can be very conscious and very deliberate about these influences, it has a profound positive impact on both our individual sense of self and even the community at large. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Specifically, we've got a couple of questions that we wanna cover. That is, what is mirroring? For those of you who might not understand that concept fully like me, uh, we're gonna talk about how this can strengthen your sense of self how it can impact your relationships, and finally, how we could use mirroring to elevate the gay community as a whole. So first, I want to let Justin introduce himself. This is actually Justin's second time on uh, this uh, this podcast, so I'm really excited to welcome him back. So Justin, go ahead and uh, tell the audience a little bit about you. Yes, it's so good to be back. Uh, my name again is Justin Oberste. I am a psychotherapist in Los Angeles. And I specialize in sex therapy, um, emotion-focused therapy, attachment science. I work a lot with couples and um, specialize a lot in like dating and app culture. And I'm an artist and I love my dog. There's so many things, but that's the sum of it. Um, but it's really good to be back. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, based on what uh, you guys have heard of Justin, you can see why we'd have him back because it's very, very much aligned with what we talk about here uh, on the Game and Going Deeper podcast. So let's start off and let's jump in with the first question. For for anyone mm-hmm. out there who, who might be a little bit unsure about what we're talking about when we say mirroring, uh, Justin, I'm going to actually throw it off to you first. Uh, what can, can you describe what this means just in plain English for us? Yes. Mirroring is a type of reflection reflecting back an experience, reflecting back someone's subjectivity, which subjectivity can be thoughts, ideas, your individual reality, um, our inner being, our body, our interests, things we enjoy. So it's, it encompasses a lot. And it's a term I first heard in um, grad school when I was studying affirmative therapy. They use this word a lot with reflecting back to our LGBTQ plus clients, their lived experiences. Yeah, perfect. Great summary. As I was looking it up myself, uh, wh- how I summarize it is basically the effect, the influence of our, of our environment on us and vice versa, right? The influence of us on the environment yes. and us on us. So it's that relationship between us as an individual and our environment around us at a very basic, vague level. Is that about right? <laughs> Yes, because I I would say it's almost like two mirrors. We have what I would call an inner mirror, and then we have one where we need it from outside of us. Okay, good. Cool. Thank you. So what we want to talk about first is how this mirroring actually strengthens our sense of self and how it impacts our sense of self in, in maybe a positive light. So I can start off by sharing, you know, a very, very common, um, 
complaint I hear from people mm. in the Gay Men's Brotherhood, from my own clients, even myself. Uh, this is very common where people say that they don't fit in. They have a hard time right. fitting in. They don't feel part of the gay community because that's a very vague term, but basically the, the environment of the gay world around us. And this, this is regardless of, you know, age, where, where my clients live, uh, race even, like I hear this mm. all, across the board, which I think is very interesting. We, either way, we all feel like we don't fit in. No one has ever said to me, oh my God, I, I fit in perfectly. <laughs> so when we dig deeper in this, and I, I can say that I've felt this way as well, and I still do it sometimes feel like this community is not for me. Like I have nothing aligned here at times, but when we dig into it with clients and I have that space to dig further into it, what I like to do is look at their inputs. We do, we do what I call an environmental scan. We kind of scan their environment around them, people, uh, social media, you know, everything that we kind of talked about at the beginning, their beliefs, even potentially from their family or, or culture about homosexuality or sexuality in general. And then what we find, of course, is that they're not aligned to these things. So a lot of the things that I hear are, you know, there's so much focus on youth. And if you're someone who's an older gentleman, that's going to make you feel like you don't belong. Like, oh, all these people are young and I'm not. Right. Uh, you know, another one is, is that hypersexual focus. So there's so much focus on sex and hooking up and hookup culture mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And if, if that's not your jam, if that's not something that you're into, you're going to absolutely feel left out. So mm -hmm. when we dig in, you know, that is often the kinds of inputs that they have is, is things like grinder, right? So like, if you're, yes. if you're only, if you're only looking at grinder as your kind of subset of what gay culture is, you're going to have a miserable understanding of gay culture. Yeah. So I think we're even using grinder or scruff or something as a mirror, like we're yes. talking about, Oh shit, we're doomed. Yeah. And of course, of course, people are going to feel left out, right? Like I don't mm -hmm. fit in. They look around, they see, oh, these are the people that are on Grinder, or these are the people that are, you know, at this, at this party. If you don't align with that, of course, you're going to feel left out. So I think it's, it's very easy. And I don't blame anyone for feeling left out. However, I will say oh, this, yeah. it is, it is incumbent on us, on you to, if that's not your, if that, you're not aligned with that, then, then there are other options for you. And I know that those other options aren't always visible. We don't do a great job in the community of uplifting them, but trust me, they are there. So I think it's really important to realize that, that you have to take a little bit of ownership there, right? Mm. Um, you have to realize, okay, if this isn't for me, surely there is something that is out there for me. So taking that responsibility to not change your environment, but look for other environments that may be more aligned to you. Yes, yes, and yes. Like, I mean, you're nailing it. It's okay. So I'll, I have a lot to say. So I'll, I'll just first say, I'll probably say some things that will probably trigger some people or offend them, but it's okay. Like, just let it, just sit with it, process it, everyone that's listening. But to kind of start with where you're um, focusing is uh, for all of its undeniable benefits, um, gay pride is now, I would say, preventing us to knowing ourselves. So let me <laughs> go into that a little bit more where you're mentioning fitting in. So somewhere in our history, uh, the culture, the gay culture started forming and we started doing things. And understandably, as a marginalized, exploited group, there were certain areas where we had to hide to even like meet each other or um, date 
secretly. And there were a lot of phrases and, you know, hidden bars. I mean, there's, there's a lot of history of that, even uh, older history. So we kind of couldn't help but create what we have. And it, this, I'm kind of touching a little bit into identity politics, which I hate, but what I'm trying to say is we have, um, we have our pride in America. Um, Same-sex people can get married, which is great from on the political front, but no one will fucking ask us. I'm using the F-bomb again. Here we go. <laughs> no one will fucking ask us actually how we feel about things. So I'm going to bring in the subjectivity part. Uh, in this heterocentric world, they're not ready. It's uncomfortable. So I've even, you know, encountered in my personal life with certain friends and even some family members um, that I haven't seen in a while or I'm around. Um, and this, I'm explaining my subjectivity where I will hear so much about their life and what's going on for them. And I'll ask questions, but no one will really ever ask about mine or who I'm dating or who I'm engaged to, or what's my line of work or what I'm really doing. So from an individual level, I see it all the time. And even I would say out there in media and even social media, you know, there's some people who are share some things, but you don't really get to see gay people because that's really the primary audience here. What we actually think and feel and want to explore. There's not a lot of space for it. So my first encounter with, I would say, being reflected back or an experience um, was in my 30s when I'm came to LA, got into grad school, first day, my first professor, doctorate, um, doctor, he was an openly gay Jewish man. And he was teaching one of my um, one-on-one classes in, in psychotherapy. And I remember just being so um, profoundly impacted by that because I'd never had anything like that in my life to see someone that I want to kind of become or in the line of work, I'm really intrigued and feel called to do in that place teaching me who is also openly gay. I just, I grew up in the rural South. I never had that reflecting, that mirroring. And I remember it just so profoundly impacted me in my line of work and still to this day, I mean, it's called me to it. Um, so there's, there's that aspect, but then there's also within gay culture and all the various um, body sizes and um you know, people of color, there's not a lot of spaces yet. And I think it's been hindered by us creating kind of this weird gay culture where everyone's got the six pack abs, they're all white. And, you know, they um, are all at the pool parties, they're all getting the pictures uh, and their speedos, and they're drinking, and there's a lot of drug culture associated with that. And it is um, really, I think, hurting us and killing us. Yeah. Justin's it's great that you mentioned that because I am living that right now. I'm currently in Puerto Vallarta, which for mm. those of you who don't know, is a, is a very big gay hotspot, uh, lots of parties, lots of fun. So what you just said is so true. And, you know, I've been here for a couple of weeks now and, you know, as we've been chatting, as Justin, and I've been chatting about making this podcast, it was very interesting how clear to me it was that there is this almost like an echo chamber of, of gays who you know, spend time only with each other, only doing those things, which is not mm. necessarily a bad thing, but I think Justin has right. a very good point here. Like, I don't want to condemn that, but I'm saying if that is your only experience of a culture, you're going to have a very skewed concept of what that means. Yes. Yes. And, and the, to kind of back up into that is uh, a way to kind of 
lean more into there being something different is to understand how, you know, extraordinary we are as gay people. Um, I think we're incredible. <laughs> I think we hold the world together, but we also have created a very dualistic culture um, that keeps us divided. And it, you're like you said, in or out. And I think it's uh, because there's not enough knowledge and there's not enough healing to really kind of come in and forgive ourselves, mm-hmm. forgives ourselves for being different, forgive ourselves for actually being gay. And that goes deep. Yeah. And I think it's created this prototype. So, so for this question being about your strengthening your sense of self, if, if the listener out there right now is listening to us and saying, yes, that's me. I don't feel like I fit in. That's not my crowd. That's not what I want. How can they use mirroring and and reflecting back to strengthen their sense of self? Gosh, yes. Well, sadly you have to work hard for it. Yeah. So you have to try to find it. And um, like, for example, I have, I have, um, I work with couples and I have this gay couple that I'm working with now. And one of them is larger bodied. And he's not very accepted in a lot of gay communities. He doesn't necessarily feel welcome to those speedo pool parties. Um, He feels shamed. And when he was on dating apps years prior, he was always judged for it. So he's got a lot of insecurities, understandably. So um, in my line of work, I'm like, okay, this is really bothering you. This is really on your mind a lot. Let's evaluate who and what you follow on social media. What are you looking at? Are you following the Instagram guys that are influencing the gym body people, the fitness apps? What are you, what's, what's in your life? And it was, I mean, it was all consuming and you can't really follow a lot of, I would say maybe gay male celebrities without them being taking pictures in a gym or with their shirt off. And I get it. It can be appealing. It brings people in, but it's so isolating and it's, it's very insulating I know that sounds contradictory, but it really is both. And if anything, it's just pushing us further apart. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it does sound contradictory. I, I realize that I'm going to sound very contradictory because part of it is finding people who align with your values on the one hand. And the other side of it is you want to also not do that and not end, end up in this echo chamber, like we talked about, where you're only yeah. seeing and hearing the exact same things you know, exact same body types, exact same age, you know, and race and all, all that values, even it, it's a, it really is a balance of both. So I know for the listener there, you could be like, well, these guys are contradicting themselves, but how do you just kind of find that balance between both? Yeah, it's gosh, I could take this so many places, but I would say it's really going to be focusing on your inner journey and creating more awareness about yourself. Now, awareness is kind of like, um, that is a difficult world in this world. <laughs> it's a difficult world, but in a difficult word in this community, um, I find, um, and a lot of my colleagues and people I work with um, find that awareness is um, a scary term for gay people. Um, they don't want to necessarily look inside. They don't really know who they are. There's a lot of unforgiveness within our circles. And I think that creates this lack of ability of actually seeing who we are and we have a very closed heart in a lot of ways so what i'm trying to do even with this podcast is trying to open you up just a little bit let's look inside that's a that's really scary that inner experience is scary and it's unfamiliar because again we've created this culture that doesn't really go there it's really party you know um outside everything outside of us centered it's not really looking at our subjective journey 
So awareness is a big key. Yeah. Just getting aware of your body, being in your body and looking for what I would call that little inner mirror, which we can get to in a second. And I would say what you value, what your actual core values are, not what you think you need to value or what you think you need to aspire to, but really what you truly desire and truly want. I think, you know, speaking for myself purely is I came out of the closet and I'm like, okay, cool. There's this big, luckily I was, I was in Toronto, which is a big game metropolis. And I was like, oh my gosh, yay. I finally found my people, my tribe. Yay. There's all these people dancing at a gay bar. I felt so happy to have found that only to realize not too shortly thereafter that uh, I still feel like I don't belong in in a lot of levels. Right. So it's, I thought, okay, well now that I'm gay, I have to do these things. I have to go to the gym. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to like Mm -hmm. this music, blah, 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 blah. Half of those things, let's say, were fine. And I was very happy to do that. Like, I, you know, I did like that music and I did like that, that kind of culture. But some mm-hmm. of those things I didn't. And, and I felt I had to in order to fit in. I think that's the difference between fitting in and belonging. I was trying to fit in. Yeah. And really what I wanted was belonging. Belonging. Gosh, that's a really good point. You know, I, I had a similar journey with you where I did like some of those things when I first out and like those musicians and was interested in the gay bar scene and stuff. And I tried all of that, but at the same time, I felt so alone and it, and, and at the same time, it seemed to really lack a lot of depth. And I've always been very attracted to kind of the deeper meanings of things just since I was young, I've always been very curious about that. So I couldn't find it there. So then I thought something was actually really wrong with me because I didn't really have a tribe or people to really talk to about this. Mm-hmm. So um, it took me years to kind of find out that, I, that's not necessarily for me. I like some other things and actually be okay with that um, without also bullying the other side. No, go do your thing. It's just, it's just not me. So I'm going to go over here and do this, but in order to feel confident over here and to know my worth, I had to find actually some people that were similar. I had to find influences, specific influences in my life that helped me along that journey to be confident in that. And that's, what's so hard to find. And you mentioned values too, which I think is a really good point because if someone were to listen to podcasts and we'd be like, Hey, break, you know, write out your values. Tell me what your values are, what we might see. And I work with a lot of young 20 year old gays. They might, they might put my value is to work really hard to have a nice house and a nice car. Great. That's fine. And then the next one would probably be to have a hot body, (laughs) to have a beautiful man, you know, and that's not really values, I can see why that's appealing, but how about being like a really loving partner? Yeah. How about really helping other marginalized and exploited groups? And whenever I try to kind of incorporate that into sessions with younger, with younger gay men, it's just like mind blowing for them because I think they, they're just in a different place in life, but even some of the older, older gay men are still there yeah. and it's still hard for them to grasp. So you know, got to really go deep and go inward to really know what our values are. We still tend to take it surface. Yeah, I did. Where, where, where were you in my twenties, Justin? <laughs> you, pretty much, right. you, you, you described me about, you know, 10 years ago. It's, so. Yeah, it's hard. <clears throat> yeah. What I learned is I, I achieved all those things. I did all that stuff. I got the body, I got the boyfriend, got the job, got the house, blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Not happy, not fulfilled. Yeah. wasn't there what i was looking for wasn't there and so that's what kind of started me on my own spiritual journey the the journey inward instead of outward and <laughs> sorry in fact that is where my my company came from willie's mill 
mm-hmm. is a culmination of I did a journey on my own kind of looking inward and I learned so much about myself. And that's when I actually started to enjoy life satisfaction, fulfillment. Not that I gave up all those things, by the way, I didn't, but I just changed my interaction and relationship with them. And Wellismo was born, it was first a blog, it was born out of uh, this, I, I looked around at the community and thought, wait a minute, no one's talking about this, at least not in my circles. Mm. So I decided to step up and be and be that. It was a blog at first, and I shared my personal development experiences on the blog. And here I am, mm. you know, uh, three years later, and I'm, I, I have my own coaching practice based on that. It's awesome. Now, was it scary to kind of go inward and... Yeah, I thought that I would lose, and I did, uh, you know, some of my, some of the people, friends, friends, I'll say that, I thought they were my friends, but I've come to realize that anyone who was only with, only wanted to be around me because of something externally was not actually my friend. But yes, it was scary because I felt very alone. And that's, this actually is a great segue for our next question. I felt so alone because no other game man that I knew was talking, was was doing the spiritual seeking. Um reading the kind of books I was reading, I felt like I was back in the closet in a way, like I'm exploring this thing, spirituality, and I'm not religious by any means, but I was really seeking for something inward. And I was getting that, but I couldn't, I feel like I couldn't talk about it at like the club. Um, so that's, that's where this came from. Yeah, gosh, see, you're touching on a lot of great stuff. So I, I think, it's scary. You're going to lose friends. And it's, there's always that question, like write down the five people you hang around the most. Yeah. Those are the things that are going to influence you. And it would go with social media and what you watch on television. Um, and so where I want to come in to some of these younger gays and those who are listening, older, younger, wherever you are in life is to kind of let's liberate the heart first. Let's go in there and actually see what's there. And yeah, it's probably going to be dark a little bit. And it might be a little, might cause some anxiety. It's going to be uncomfortable, but we got to go there. If we're going to see any kind of changes, that's really going to benefit our community, but also really to, to save this planet. Yeah. And the only way to really save this planet is really going to the heart. We can see that now with the conflict in the Ukraine. I mean, it's on a human level, we've got to reevaluate and go to the human heart. Yeah. And things in the darkness, they, they have more power, I would say, in the darkness than they do once you bring them to the light. Because once you bring them to the light, you can work on them, right? And as a psychotherapist, this is very much part of what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And the closer you get to the light, the more darkness there is, the mm. bigger shadow. So it's good to have a balance with it, to accept both. And that's the big difference within Christianity is, you know, the darkness would probably be considered sin. So what they miss out on, which, which I find with Hindu and Buddhist teachings, where you can incorporate it in Christianity, it can just be amazing, is to actually explore those darker, the darker side of you. Because once you do that, you feel more whole. You know you're more familiar with yourself and how you operate in the world. And if anything, it creates more empathy. It helps you take more. It helps you get uh, more in charge of your life. You're more authentic. You know who you are, all sides of you. And that feels so good. And and it changes the way you show up. It changes the way you show up. You actually show up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're not hiding. You're not numbing. You're not running away. And that's something I, I, I tend to think when, when I see a lot of um, gay men at the clubs drinking again, it's fine if that's what you want to do, but if it's every weekend and even Mm -hmm. during the weeknights and I have friends that do that, 
I'm always just like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm just like, what are you running from? Yeah. yeah. And, and I have a couple of friends who are um, newly single and they live in the Los Angeles area. So they're back on the dating apps, Tinder, Hinge, all that. And I, I'm hearing their experience and they're like, you know, I'm meeting guys who are beautiful. They've got rocking bodies and um, they have, friend, you know, beautiful friends that look just like them. And I'll ask them, they'll say, I'll ask them what they're doing on weekends. And they're like, oh, I went to this pool party or went to the beach with my friends. Um, I binge watched the show on Netflix, um, went to some, you know, watched this drag show the other night, which is all fun and, and great. But what they're seeing is there's with within the dating circles is there's no time to like these guys aren't spending time with themselves to reflect. They're not reading a book. They're not going out in nature in the sense of like yeah. to be reflected back in nature, to take in yeah. that experience. You know, why am I here on this earth? How can I love people more? You know, some of those really core human being questions, it's being avoided. That yeah. time is being avoided. So even seeing that mirrored from my friends, their experiences, I'm like, oh man, we got to say something. Yeah. This is a problem. And it's, uh, I think it's going to hurt us. It has kind of hurt us. It has. And I think that's, that's why, you know, podcasts like this are important. The work you do is important. Yeah. The work we do in the Gaiman's Brotherhood is important. Uh, I would say, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is biased, but I think, I think we're taking the right steps. I, I would yes. say that that's my perspective of it. Yeah. Yes. I think we're moving through a little bit more aware. Yeah. An awakening of sorts. Mm-hmm. Okay, Justin, let's shift focus a little bit into relationships now. So, you know, how does this concept of mirroring impact our relationships? Yeah, well, we have to really kind of know ourselves first in order to know what we even want and want to date. That's why there's <laughs> there's so many issues in the dating world and ghosting, and we've got these crazy different attachment styles going on. So, again, what influences you? What are you seeing on uh, social media? Who are your friends? Um, who are you spending the most time with? You know, and taking the time to really decide what you want to influence you and not getting stuck in this feedback loop of the same people, the same things, the same atmospheres. Like that's, you don't evolve that way. Then right. um, yeah, back to that, like five, five people that influence you. I think it's a good way to kind of step back and and evaluate. Um, And I, I would say too, because I I tend to be more more of a spiritual person, kind of like you too, Michael, where um, I think we need to elevate our consciousness and that's just going to be by elevating our spiritual and emotional growth. And that's going to be probably very different friends than what the typical person might have that's listening to this. Yeah. And I think, And I think that in order to find that we do live in a a very socially connected world, we can, we can look at hashtags on Instagram, we can find accounts and follow them. And even with my larger body clients, like I mentioned earlier, I, when I ask what they're following, I always tell them, find people that look like you follow them. There's some great body positive people out there and therapists and leaders and influencers that look like them. Follow that, get that beauty reflected back to remind you of, I can be who I fucking want to be and I look good and I want to feel good in the body I have now. Yeah. And that's hard for people to feel good about themselves right now. 
and oftentimes you need that role model, right? You need to have someone who maybe is a couple steps ahead of you, even just like, oh, wow, look at them, look at them doing it, look at them rocking, you know, whatever, whatever it is they're doing. You know, I always advocate with my clients, two things in particular on, on this with respect to relationships. One is on dating apps. I'll say, change your filters, whatever your filters are, you know, between age 20 and 30, la, 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 this height, this weight, this body type, throw them away. And just connect with people, not with the expectation or purpose of either, you know, having sex with them or dating them, just connect with them as humans, like learn, learn the skill of connection without any expectation, but high degree of intention. So if someone, you know, if you, uh, if it's something like Grindr where someone messages you and you're like, okay, I'm not really interested in this. If they had the the balls for mm-hmm. lack of a better word to message you they're interested why not say hi let's see where the conversation goes if it's something like hinge and you know you, you kind of think their profile says some things that are interesting but their their pictures aren't quite exactly what you would normally like say like swipe yes anyway and see where that connection goes i think there's yeah. so much to learn from each other that we think okay what i want is in this little box but mm-hmm. in fact how could you possibly tell from a dating profile app? Like this person could be kind, generous, sweet, all the things that you want. They could have the same values as you. And you would never know only because perhaps they're maybe not the exact physical replica of what you want. Right. Yeah. You know, that's so many good things with that. I sometimes have to watch dating shows because I work within relationships and with couples and they're, most of them are trash. Yeah. And there's one in particular, it was a British one. I forgot the name of it, but they sat down with this one, um, uh, this one female and they asked her, what, what are, what are your, um, what are you looking for in a partner? And, and she, she was heterosexual and a male partner. And she gave probably 25 to 50 things about what she's looking for, what she wants. And it was all on appearance. Not at, not once about, I need him to be kind. I need him to respect me. I need him to be committed. I need him to be reliable. Nope. He needs to have veneers. He needs to have these color eyes, these kind of pecs. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's what dating apps really are. And I'm sick of, I have so many clients that come to me that are sick and tired of getting their first question being top or bottom. Yeah. And I, and I tell my clients like that, that tells me that it's sad, but also they're probably, if they're just one of the the specific things, they're probably sexually boring. Hmm. Let's be a little bit more fluid. Let's explore, you know, don't commit to coming over and doing something to someone when the vibe or energy may not be there. So kind of avoiding that language, but also when you meet people on dating apps, try to meet them, get face to face soon, like face go on a date, like, yes. So there's, there's so much to that, but again, you've got to kind of know yourself. You got to be able to sit with yourself and know what you're wanting and what you're looking for. We work, we both, it seems like we both work with clients who are looking for relationships. And I know it's very frustrating to be a gay mm-hmm. single man uh, in this, in this culture where, you know, all you see is not you and thinking, how can I ever find somebody what I'm so far away from this kind of ideal. Right. Which is why I think it's important that we all, do this. I would love, I would love to create a movement around don't look at people. And I know on dating apps, it's hard, even, even at a bar, obviously the first thing you're going to see is what somebody looks like. It's the same thing, but take the time at least to open the door and get to know them. And then if they're not, if they're not for you, then they're not for you. And that's fine. At least you could rest assured, but for yeah. sure, for sure, there are amazing guys out there 
who have everything that, you know, someone could possibly want, but they are maybe just shy or slightly socially awkward only because they feel like they don't belong by no fault of yeah. them. Yeah, totally. And something too, I think it's important to say to people on these apps and dating is just remember it's a human being on the other side of that. Yeah. So when it comes to ghosting and stuff, it's really hurtful for people and it makes them feel even more rejected. So I want us as a community, just to remember, we're talking to other people who have experiences and feelings and let's quit being so avoidant. And actually, if you're not interested in someone or it's not working out, come up with an exit strategy where you actually tell them this isn't working or I may not be, we may not be a good fit. Like they're in your care. These people mm-hmm. are in our care. Let's be gentle and kind to one another. I wanted to add that in there too, because it's just, it's really harsh. Absolutely. Because people just will often ghost because it's easier. Yeah. And yet that's so cruel, especially after you've developed a connection with somebody. Yes. Especially then, like if you've already gone on dates, you've already established a connection, then to just cut that and sever that, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts and it leaves people jaded and it hurts their mental health. Yeah. We're hurting each other. So let's be a little bit more kind and caring. I want to take a little time also to talk about romantic relationships or even friendships, the benefit Mm -hmm. of having people in your circle who are different from you. I think Mm. that has helped me a lot because we grow from the contrast. So again, this is where I'm going to sound contradictory. We grow from the contrast of having people who, yes, who don't look like us, absolutely, but also who have different, you know, maybe not values, but different opinions for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even with my my own partner now, I typically went for he he used to he makes fun of me because I had a, I had a mold he called it a mold of the same kind mm. of guy who who was always who would I always go for and then here he is not fitting into the mold at all but you know that was very much I wouldn't say a deliberate choice on my part but it speaks to how I changed the fact that all of a sudden I wasn't going for that mold anymore or I was it just wasn't the only thing I was looking at and so I think there's a lot to be said for growth, individual growth through relationships. Can you talk a bit about, about that? Yes. I, we're going to evolve um, as a human species, but especially as a gay community, mm-hmm. the more we can include various intersections, various people from different backgrounds, race, sexualities, um, and quit being so cliquish in a sense. I understand we need um, certain representation and we, you know, we might find that at a gay bar where it's everyone that's just like us. I understand that aspect too, but let's especially, can we please put ourselves out into the trans communities, especially right now. And there is this little conflict I feel within the LGBTQ community, especially with gay and lesbian people with trans, there's a disconnect And I'm not sure why it's there, but it is. And I think we really need to go to our hearts and really try to find better and more creative ways to help that community because they are even more marginalized and exploited. And as we know, within the um, American politics scene, there are so many bills against the trans community, especially the youth. There's one bill towards, you know, gay, uh, uh, well, everyone LGBTQ within um, Florida, that's a big deal right now. Um, so we got to pay attention to that too. But yeah. trans people are really, oh, they're getting attacked. Yeah. We actually had a, one of our ads, one of our Gay Men's Brotherhood ads was attacked mm-hmm. by 
uh, an anti-trans group. I don't even know the name of it. I wouldn't even give them the, the time of day on here, but they um, were basically upset that that we, as the Gay Men's Brotherhood, accepted and invited uh, the trans community into our space, even though it's called Gay Men's Brotherhood. We've made a very deliberate decision as a team to say, yes, we invite trans trans people oh, so beautiful. yeah they they have been at us and they're trying to uh, get all our ads removed and revoked from facebook so yeah you're right people will stop people's hatred it really it knows no bounds. yeah and we have to counter that with love i think we have to counter that with the opposite of, of love yes and care and and just um gosh i have so much to say about this but just yeah love that's 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 the best word love and care and just and if you don't understand do some research try to yeah find someone that can help educate you more there are so many resources you can go and find and read books i'm fortunate enough to have trans people in my life that have really just taken me under their wing and it's it's been wonderful now someone i like to i can shout out alok are you familiar with alok no uh, uh, non-binary, beautiful, beautiful human being. They're, they're on Instagram alone. Okay. Um, they're speaking out a lot and they were just on Glennon Doyle's podcast. Oh, and nice. so just a beautiful story and just brilliant. So you can find things. There's, there's things out there now, um, to really help make us more empathetic. We need it. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more uh, on the topic of, uh, community relationships and other ways that, this, you know, looking at or looking for rather other other things, other people, other images, other experiences that could mm-hmm. kind of up level evolve our own relationships. I think another piece of that is even looking at our sex life and using porn as a way to normalize body types that you wouldn't normally see in a traditional porn mm-hmm. i think that is another huge one if you're if you're a gay man or anyone who watches porn that's fine that's great but notice if all of your porn is looks the same and has the same kind of bodies the same kind of age type yes that's a huge piece too because that can totally affect your yeah. body image it will totally affect your body image. totally and people sadly we have had to get our sex education from porn yeah because we didn't get it in our schools we yeah. still really don't have it so a lot of people look to that and so if they don't have like a 10 inch dick well, i hope i can talk about this on here yeah they don't absolutely. have a 10 inch dick and <laughs> yeah. can go rail someone for you know two hours something's wrong with them And they come to people like me and they're just like, I can't keep it up. Or there's so many things about erectile dysfunction, which I reframe that and say erectile disappointment, Mm. because a lot of people don't have enough information on what a healthy penis is and does. You know what? Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it's, it's so complex with our nervous system. We have to feel safe in order to even get hard. People don't know that. So it's yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. It speaks to what you said at the beginning, Justin, which is, you know, the first question I asked you is how do we do that? And you said it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, of course, because Instagram, whatever porn, Pornhub, whatever you're using is going to give you mm-hmm. <laughs> the same things over yeah. and over because it's, that's what's popular. That's what you've liked before. So you really do have to go out of your way to say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to look for something a little different. You know, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go look up what a normal average penis looks like. Like it's not something that's going to show up on your screen automatically. 
Yes. Yeah. What are the sizes of a normal average penis? Some people don't know that. You can Google that. That's easy. And, um, you know, sometimes they don't have um, sex drive. You know, oh, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't feel like having sex. Well, that's actually normal. Our sex drives are constantly up and down, up and down. It could depend on any, it could depend on work, family, um, the relationship. There's all these other external factors that can affect that. And that's okay. That's actually normal. But people freak out, understandably, because they don't know it's normal. Yeah. So that's so you have to kind of come in and, and, and help and educate. I've really am basically a sex educator. And that's great. That's, I think that's what we need. And I hope, I hope people listening to this feel a little bit of relief saying, Oh, huh, okay. Well, that's good. Right. Like I don't need to be, but it's hard. Person. It's hard. Yeah. They don't get it right away because we've had, you know, if it's someone in their forties, they've had 40 years of a very different narrative. So when I come in and I'm like, Oh, this is normal. That's not an issue. Try this. They're like, what? And I find myself for months. I kind of have to go back and repeat it again yeah. because I'm their only source of a new narrative. So I have to try to repeat, you know, be patient, give them other materials, other books that help reinforce this narrative to slowly let it integrate in. So people are probably going to hear this and be like, what? I didn't know this. Well, listen to the podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to let it integrate in. It takes time. Especially if you have these narratives built in, they're yeah. like basically like in, entrenched in your belief system. It's not going to just take one listen or one thing. You you really do have to make a commitment to wanting Dude. to learn a different way. Yeah. And research the professionals in those arenas. Yeah. Well, we'll find gonna, those who have done the work. We're going to put Justin's uh, notes in the bottom here. So if you are interested in connecting with Justin, he'll, he'll give you his uh, contact info after the end here. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I also wanted to talk about the greater community. You know, I think there's a lot to be said about the marginalized people. We talked about that a lot. You know, mirroring, as we've seen already, can affect so we can you can use this in so many different ways. Body image, sex life, relationships, your own sense of self and identity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how we can use this to elevate our entire community. We've talked about how there is a lot of work to be done. We do have a lot um, of work to do. How can we use this yeah. to elevate the community? Yeah. First, you know, we need to find mirrors, which we've kind of talked about a little bit, but it's basically to kind of sum it up, you have to look for it. You know, look at Instagram, look at Facebook, find groups that uh, of things that you might find interesting. For myself, I didn't really have mirrors. Um, I actually, a mirror for me for a while was nature. I found it in the mountains and with waterfalls and people might be like, what does that mean? No, I actually found a part of me reflected back in nature that helps me quiet down and go inward more. So it can be so many things. So look for it, be aware of it. Um, gosh, you know what? I just lost focus. What did you ask? <laughs> how we could, how we could use this mirroring to help elevate the community as a whole. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, so sorry. So that find the mirroring and then also come to the realization of, you know, as a culture, again, spiritual person, we've replaced God or the divine with what are having a hot body, having material wealth or things. So having an awareness of what the influences are outside of us. So knowing what it is, and then finding ways to get what you want and need that can help deepen your sense of self. And then I, that just naturally will trickle out 
into who you surround yourself with, what you want to get involved in, and you'll have something to offer. Like, I don't think you can do anything meaningful in this world until you take this inner journey because you don't even know yourself. Once you know yourself and do the hard work, feel the feelings, feel the pain, forgive yourself for things, then you can actually expand and make an impact in this world. So it's going to naturally come forth. It's going to naturally come into the community and you're going to be a different person and people Mm -hmm. are going to listen. I think one of those things that would happen as a natural byproduct would be looking around your doing that inventory we talked about looking around at the people who are closest to you or where you're getting your 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 uh, you know beliefs about gay culture whatever that Mm -hmm. might be and then asking yourself am i is my friend group diverse enough you know am i getting the real personal life experiences of people who are not who don't look like me who are not my age who don't have the same body as me and really understanding who they are and what their challenges are, I think two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be blown away by the fact that Mm -hmm. some people have challenges that you haven't even considered exist. And the second thing is it'll be amazing how, in fact, similar you are on some levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which again, is going to take you inward. It's going to make you think and you're going to process and it can change you if you allow it to. It's... um, it's kind of leaning into that uncomfortable, in those uncomfortable spaces. And um, people think when they're uncomfortable, they, uh, that something's wrong. You know, like we talk about it in um, therapy, uh, psychoanalytic stuff, like the window of tolerance. When you're up against the edge, you're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel uncomfortable. If anything, that's actually a good sign. Yeah. So re- reach out to people that are unfamiliar that are different from you looks wise, because you might actually find they're very similar to you and your experience. That's kind of the beauty, but it's also going to expand you as a person in order for us to expand as human beings. We have to do things that make us anxious and nervous and are uncomfortable. It's the only yeah. way to get out of this, this loop. Yeah. Growth so happens. Outside lean of the into it. Yeah. yeah. Lean into it. I even uh, offer that to clients within their um, sexual experiences. Like find people online. If you're in chat rooms and stuff that look different than you yeah. masturbate with people online that look different than you and have a different body than you. Like it can be so sexually liberating. And I love try it. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. You'll be amazed at how it can expand you. And it also, if you're, if you're someone out there who's looking for love or anything, you're just Mm -hmm. looking for sex, it completely opens the door to so much more fun. Like it's, it's actually fun. Like, You'll, you'll enjoy experiences you never even knew existed before with people that yeah. you would have never even given the time of day to, but it just makes it so much more fun and so much more open, uh, whatever it is you're looking for, either way. Yeah, totally. It's, it can really benefit you in ways you not even you don't even know yet. Another thing that I, I would say to someone out there who maybe, you know, has the means to do so or has the you know, desire to do so is what I had talked about with my blog, which was, you know, I was on this journey myself. I had learned so much about me and I had developed so much more confidence and sense of self-worth through my own reading of books and watching YouTube videos and all my spiritual teachers and all these things. But I kept it all to myself. And then I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I need to share this. I need to tell the world <laughs> that there's yeah. another way. And so I started my blog, you know, as this, and I called it, well, the other side of gay culture. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, that represents things like inner strength, um, connection, authenticity, uh, courage, all these things, because we think a culture is, you know, superficiality, sex, blah, 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 blah. But I think I'm not that special. Anyone out there, any listener out there could do the same thing. Take something that, you know, you think could help the community be that space. In my case, I saw, at least in my world, there was no one out there who was talking about this, who was gay, who was looking at it from a a very unapologetically gay lens. It was a lot of women and a lot of, you know, older people, not gay at all. So I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to apply these concepts to the gay, the gay people out there. And, you know, I created the space, but anyone else out there can do that if, if they feel so called to do that. And I think it's important that we do that. It's important that we stop hiding and we say, Hey, listen, yes. everyone, there's another way, either you're into it or not, but Hey, there is another way here. Yeah. I mean, you are a beautiful example of what we're talking about. You took the time to look at your inner mirror, go deeper and you're in it for it forced its way out. I've got to do something. I've got to mm-hmm. change something. I've got to have a voice in this because I can't find it anywhere else. And then other people are going to, are drawn to you. I mean, you're their coach, yeah. you know, so other people are seeing it within themselves. Like, wait, there is something here. I actually feel seen now. I can actually come out of the closet or I can come out of the shadow and say something. And the more we can do this as human beings, as a human race, but especially the gay community, the better. That's when the healing can really begin. Yeah. And I think it's important that, that, you know, to your point earlier, that trans folks and people of color, right. Are also step up and make that place. I have a friend of mine. He's probably listening right now. He's, he's always says, I'm so tired of hearing these gay movies and stories and narratives about the white, the white guy. Like there's no, like, there's no like Asian lead. And I was like, honey, honey, create it. Like, yes, you're right. Like there absolutely, there does need to be that story. That story needs to be told. People need to hear that story. It's a valid story, but if it's not being done, you know, we, we, we have to make space for it, but also someone needs to step up and do it as well. Yeah. The representation really does matter. And I even have some um, straight heterosexual female friends who are just now seeing other female leads in movies, like even in black widow is a recent Marvel movie where they're seeing their body type reflected on the big screen has been instrumental in their growth. Yeah. So imagine what that would be doing for people of color. And it's not really happening yet. You know, I I do, I get a little sick of seeing the, the typical cisgender you know, white gay male movies or Netflix shows where they're coming out and coming out is difficult and, and grueling. I get it, but we need other things reflected back to us. What right. if that could have been a, a person of color that was larger bodied? Mm-hmm. Wow. What that would have done. Or even at, let's do one about someone who is trans. Yeah. Or even older. The, the, yes. the emphasis on youth is so like, much ageism. Yeah. Yeah. Ageism. yeah. We need it. We need more of it. I think there will be a time where we can get it. But again, we have to really, I'm going to keep pointing to my chest. We got to go inward. Yeah. There's there. There's definitely, I know that there's a person, probably many people listening to this right now who are thinking, yes, someone out there needs to do that. All I want to say is that person is you. Do it. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing that. If that's something. Get uncomfortable. Get your hands dirty. (laughs) hundred percent. And you know, that's also what we did with the gay men's brotherhood. Like we, Mm -hmm. we wanted a community where we could talk, we could connect with other gay men where it was not only about 
you know, what are you into? How big is your dick? And can I see some photos of you? Yeah. It, you know, it's more about what are the challenges you've experienced? How do you experience shame? What has your personal development journey been like? Spirituality, all of these things that this entire podcast is about. Uh, and we wanted to create a community where people can connect on that level. Yeah. Yeah. as well because it's so mm-hmm. it's so sex focused i think in, mm-hmm. in the mainstream media and there's so much more to us than that we deserve so much more than just oh, there is that. yeah that's somehow wrapped into just our little again identity politics and there's so much more to us you know that's where our subjectivity comes in and it matters and it's not really heard so to keep leaning into that and again to your point about actually going out there and doing it like if you want to if you want others to be more loving, choose to love first. Yeah. You know, if you want to reconcile, you know, if you need the outer world reconciled, reconcile your own inner world. If you notice people's irritability, let go of your own. If you wish to find some other stillness, find it within yourself. So we got to start here. We got to start in that inner world first. That's the reflection, the reflection of inner yes. without it, right? Exactly. All right, Justin, um, do you have any last words on this before we wrap up today's episode? Gosh, I hope listeners will go back and listen to this again. Yeah. And really have it reflect back over and over to really let some of these things sink in. If you are listening to this and something made you uncomfortable or anxious, pay attention to it. It's okay. Soften into it. See what your heart, the divine, if your spiritual, what it might be trying to tell you. Um, take your time with this. Um, if you need help, call Michael. <laughs> if you need a therapist, find me. Um, I have a website now. It's uh, justinoberste.com. You can reach out to me there. I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, we are out there. We are reachable. We are accessible. Um, let us all learn and grow together and help change the world. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. And yes, uh, everyone, I will be putting Justin's information in the show notes on the podcast episode on YouTube, wherever you're, wherever you're watching or listening to us, it'll all be there. So please do reach out to Justin, reach out to me. I'll put mine in there as well. Um, yeah. Justin said it so well, we, we are out there and we want to make a difference and we're here. Okay, guys. So that's what we've got for you today on this episode about mirroring identity and um, personal growth. <laughs> so if you have, we hope we've inspired you today. If you have any questions, please contact us. Uh, like I said, I'll put our info in the show notes. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please go ahead and leave us a comment there. Uh, we will be looking at the comments. We will be replying to the comments. Um, we also read out uh, feedback at the beginning of our episodes. So if you want to say something lovely, we'll uh, share that with you guys on the next episode. If you are listening to us on a podcast, we would deeply appreciate a five-star rating and a wonderful review as well. Every little review and rating helps us get our message out there. Finally, if you guys are not already in the Gay Men's Brotherhood Facebook group, please join us. It's completely free and it's private group for, I think we've got over 5,000 guys in there now where we talk about personal development, mental health, sexuality. Uh, it's a wonderful place to be if you want to create some connections uh, in the community that are not necessarily just about sex. Uh, finally, uh, this 
podcast and YouTube channel are viewer and listener supported. So if you enjoy what we're creating here, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page in the show notes and help us support the show. It helps us to continue making amazing content and supporting the community. And guys, one more thing, sorry, the Gay Men Going Deeper membership is open. So the Gay Men Going Deeper membership is uh, for people who want to take their personal development to the next level. Uh, Matt, Callan, and I are creating amazing content, courses, videos for you every single month. So please join us there. The link is in the show notes. Uh, and I can't wait to see you guys. So thank you so much, Justin, for sharing your wisdom today. And thank you, listener, viewer, for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye.